Welcome to the Ali USA podcast, episode number 175. Here on a Tuesday morning at 11.13 a.m. on March 21st, 2023. Here a day late on my same old bullshit again without presenting the new format of this, but just fucking deal with it. It was a hectic week, and there's just things I need to talk about and get out in this format. Um, It's the three-year anniversary of this fucking podcast. Wow. I believe the first episode ever was like a March 26th, something like that, but I saw on my... Instagram memories that I purchased my first setup three years ago, like yesterday. So yeah, three years in this, 175 episodes down. Um, I could lie to you and say I didn't expect this to last, but what have I accomplished anyway? It's not like some fucking Joe Rogan experience, you know, start from a, a webcam with 300 people watching to 195 trillion listeners, you know. There's still several dozen of you that love this fucking thing, you know, and I do it for that. So, welcome to a solo cast. I love me some me. Um, like I said, I'm not going to keep beating you over the fucking head about when this is going to change and transition into the new style, new format. I've been lazy and too busy at the same time. So, it's like when I've had a chance to, you know potentially change to the new format i've been like you know i've been delivering all day doing comedy it's time to fucking lay down and you know watch videos of cats attacking their fucking owners or whatever the fuck i do Uh. um it's it's cold again guys this austin weather is ridiculous it was literally 85 fucking degrees a week ago and it's like all right spring is here you know, the weather's going to be smooth sailing, great, you know, pool weather, go swimming, go outdoors, and go hiking. And all of a sudden, it's 40 degrees again. It's raining right now. Um, Yeah, it just can't fucking decide what it wants to be, this fucking weather. And speaking of weather, the lightning last week was on some apocalyptic god of Thor, the wrath of... You know, the god of thunder is here to fucking kill everyone in this city. Um, just Google it, I guess. Type in Austin Lightning Storm. Or you can go to my Rumble, Ali USA 86 and see this like 15-second video I posted. But it was the entire sky was lit up with just so much lightning that it was just one consistent roll of thunder that like sounded weird. It was just a very low-pitched kind of quiet thunder that just did not stop because there was thousands of fucking bolts of lightning going off just one after another like a led light show at some fucking house rave where you know you took too much ecstasy and blacked out and woke up in an alley somewhere people are saying it's harp that they've lived here for 30 years they've never seen anything like it and it's clearly uh, the government manipulating the weather, and it was wild. It was beautiful and terrifying at the same fucking time. I almost felt like I was the reason for it. I was finishing my set, and as I'm wrapping up, you know, my headline set, you know, I say that, you know, kind of 
making fun of myself. I was, you know, the headliner or whatever. But, you know, it was an outdoor show with, like, 13 people watching. I did, like, 30 minutes. I'm wrapping up my set, and I start to notice this crazy lightning. It's not that crazy at that point. And then once I'm done, I'm like, I angered the fucking gods with that set because now it's getting crazy. It looked like a UFO was right above us about to fucking abduct everybody. But, yeah, crazy fucking weather. This city does not know what the hell it wants. It's like a confused 13-year-old child in San Francisco, California, with woke liberal parents. Um, oh, yeah, the, the hubcap situation is still bullshit. You know that $46 hubcap that I bought? It doesn't fucking fit, so I returned it, but I still get hit with a $13 charge of having to ship it. So just wasting $13 as if the banks aren't collapsing and no one can afford to fucking eat. I just literally flushed $13 down the fucking toilet. And probably way more if you talk about how much my car is worth now. That's probably a nice $500 docked off of what the uh, vehicle would be worth if I were to try to sell it or something. Not that I would ever do that when that's literally my lifeline. The only reason I can exist right now is having a vehicle. When it comes to delivering and going to fucking shows... Oh, and speaking of cars and fucking up your vehicle, the uh, fat idiot that tried to kill me December 1st, 2021 is now being sentenced. I thought I got something in the mail that said I got a DUI. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? What the fuck? You know me, I'm, you know, sober McGee. I'm this fucking boring loser that does nothing at all but drink too much coffee sometimes. And they're telling me that I have to show up to court because I've been charged with a DUI. And then I realize that it's the fat asshole that tried to kill me, like I just said. He's finally being sentenced. And they asked if I wanted to say anything. And I had nothing clever or funny or hateful to say towards the idiot. It's like, you know what? You're ancient history. And then I said, give him the electric chair. And then I sent it in. And hopefully he's dead by the time this podcast is released. Dead! Dead, you idiot! You know what dead is? Just kidding. Hopefully this fucker gets his shit together and doesn't do the same to other people. Um, yeah. I've been taking this nootropic. That was a weird transition. I'm not on it right now because it's... Yeah, on it, pun intended. Because it's so fucking expensive. It's called Nero One. Uh, I guess Rogan takes it and has talked about it. And one of my friends here in town told me that she took it and it's great. And I took it, and I do feel like this, you know, what's the way to describe it? It's like this caffeine feeling, almost, where you're, like, locked in and your concentration feels sharper. There's certain nootropics, which are nutrients that are the building blocks for human neurotransmitters. I felt it when I was at the gym. I took a couple of these fucking things and didn't think about it. And then when I was working, I was like, oh, I'm, like, in the fucking zone right now staring at the stain on the fucking floor, you know, feeling like a Marvel superhero. So I recommend it, but it's not worth the price. Um, it's way too fucking expensive. That's why I'm going to barely take it. Only when, like, I'm going to have, like, a really important comedy gig or I just feel like having a little pep in my step where I do deliveries all fucking day or whatever. But not taking it today because it's only a one-month supply and it's literally 50 fucking dollars. 
What? That's absurd. I'll never buy it again. It was a dumb purchase, to be honest. I complain about being broke, and then I have all these other important expenses, and I buy that shit. Um, yeah. What else in this opening segment? Thank God, South by Southwest is is over with. That fucking piece of shit festival, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, that just turned into rappers by the last day. By the, the last day, this fucking festival, just uh, rappers took over Austin, just doing these mini concerts in fucking parking garages and on the sidewalk where there's just like six of them filming each other, smoking a blunt, rapping into a fucking Fisher-Price uh, sound system. And they just took over. And they removed all the homeless people, too. In the heart of South by Southwest, like, I avoided down there like the plague, but there was times where stand-up was going on or I just ended up down there somehow. And all the crazy, like, I know some of these homeless people. Like, we're not on, like, you know, a name-by-name basis or anything like that or no-by-name basis, but I see the same characters and creatures out there, and they were all gone, and now they're back. And someone said that, like, some organization or something literally shipped them out just for like the week and then brought them back so people aren't afraid to death that the toxic avenger is half naked trying to get money from them so these rich people that fly in from venice beach to enjoy south by southwest you know don't feel in danger so the homeless people are back uh as of you know the last couple of days um, I guess apartment talk. <laughs> My dead neighbor's light is still on. Remember I talked about that a few episodes ago. The uh, poor old man who died in his apartment and then uh, rotted for like a week or two before they did a wellness check and found him dead. And then they just boarded up the fucking door. And the lights are still on. I hadn't thought about it in a while until last night. I saw the lights on. I was like, oh, yeah, the lights are still on. I should probably tell the uh, management. They're going to get billed. Whoever, his poor fucking family, going to be like, Harold's been dead for two years. Here's a $16,000 bill for his electricity at the uh, North Point Apartments. And they're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? How How's that possible? So, yeah, that's happening. Um, as far as the uh, lease situation goes... I'm doing a month-to-month lease here, which is kind of a relief because if my life ever dramatically improves and I can afford to move, I'm not locked down. But it's interesting because they say you have to give them a 60-day notice. So it's essentially a three-month lease, which is almost even better because that means, I mean, unless I'm doing something idiotic like, you know, blowing up a meth lab or being loud and threatening people, they're not going to ever like just kick me out. So it means I'm like, you know, 60 to 90 days locked into this fucking place on any given day. And I looked at the prices and they were trying to be like, sign a 9 to 12 month lease to avoid premium fucking pricing where, you know, it's going to cost more. Um, so lock into the the lower rate. And it's like $45 more a month to not sign a nine to 12 to 12 month lease so i'm doing the month to month you know that's just a few deliveries 45 bucks i'll i'll figure that out just so i'm not locked in and i don't hate it here either but 
you know, at some point you've got to improve your life and, you know, move on to the next chapter as far as your living situation goes. So I think that's perfect to do the month to month, 60 day notice, maybe later this summer or something, you know, my life will change. And this is a quick update later on, add on for the apartment portion of this. Uh, my neighbor is currently missing. What? Uh, I was told by this guy who does maintenance around here that he was supposed to be gone by Saturday. He's being evicted and now he's gone. His apartment door is open. All of his shit is still here and he's just not there for like a day now. So in the last couple months, the complex has nearly burned down. Two people have died and now my neighbor is missing. And I'm getting ready to sign a... Another lease, so plenty of fun for you guys to hear about moving forward. Just had to let you know about that. Either way, I'm here with the cats, and the cats love it. They're used to it. You know, I'm not going to complain too much. Plus, they said that they're putting a a um fence around the fucking parking lot. They're repainting the buildings, and they're adding a laundry room. Which, I don't know about all that. I do these epic laundry days where I wait like fucking two months. Or more, even. And then I just do like this fucking gigantic eight loads of clothes and, you know, towels and fucking blankets and go all fucking crazy. And I don't, I feel like this is just a way for my shit to get stolen. Or I could just do smaller loads. This has turned into the most boring podcast in fucking history. What are we talking about laundry for? Let's just move forward to some sports action. All right, where to begin? There's a lot on here, but I'll try to make it fast. Um, I guess we open up with the NCAA March Madness tournament slash bracket challenge that we did. Um, Anyone who gives a fuck who's listening to this knows the Arizona Wildcats shit the fucking bed and lost to Princeton. Oh, no! We suck again! Lost to a bunch of fucking, you know, law firm owners and future stockbrokers. A bunch of just, you know, Kales and Chads and Tylers who have no future in athletics, let alone professional basketball. And they beat the Arizona Wildcats. It was one of the most pathetic displays of a game in general. I saw, I'm not making this up, there was like four or five air balls in the game. I've never seen that before. I've been watching basketball, you know, mostly NBA from when I was a kid, but a lot of college too. I played basketball, high school, fucking YouTube highlights, five air balls in a fucking game, and it wasn't like crazy contested shots. A few of them were just like wide open airballing a three. Like, it was pathetic. What'd they lose? Uh, 59 to 55? Arizona, the average is 85 points a fucking game. Can't even score 60. Fucking pathetic. Kirk Kreisa, whatever the fuck his name is, needs to get in a convertible and drive off a fucking cliff. I'm so done with that, dude. Uh, The whole team didn't show up. They deserve to lose. And I'm going to make this political somehow, believe it or not, because Joe fucking Biden, President Multomil himself, picked, because, you know, every fucking year... They have the president of the United States do the bracket and they pick who they think is going to win the whole thing. He picked Arizona to win the national championship. So everything he touches turns to shit. (laughs) Uh, Arizona is out, you know, a big fuck you to fans like me that have supported 
the whole goddamn year. I, out of what, they played like 35 games. I missed like four games the whole fucking year. And even when I was missing the game, I was glued to my phone looking at the fucking score. I'm at a comedy show, whatever the fuck I'm doing during the games. I watched every game that mattered, and it was just a big fuck you from the basketball universe. Uh, Arizona's done. I wasn't even as mad as I probably should have been because it was just so pitiful that I was like, good, that's what you get, you fucking dummies. So with that said, let's talk about the bracket challenge, though. Um, We beat the record from last year. I got 32 entries. Um, would have been 33, but Aaron, shout out to Nefarious520, who's been a, you know, a Periscope follower for like six fucking years now. Um, he failed to complete his bracket because there was something really annoying where like 10 of them in the group, I looked and it was said incomplete. And there was this annoying thing where you had to try multiple attempts to submit it and for it to go through and, Everyone, thanks to Happy Hunt as well, who was messaging people deep into the night, you're, you have like six hours to get your bracket completed. He was the only one, and this is back-to-back years, where he filled out a bracket but didn't submit it properly. Either way, that made 32 up from last year. At, we had 30, and I think like three people didn't fill theirs out, so there's only 27. I'm currently in 25th place, having a pathetic outing. I picked Alabama to win it. So as much as an Arizona homer as I am, I, I picked Alabama to win it. Um, number one is LaBella crushing it. And then tied for first, actually, is Kimmy as well. Kimmy, longtime Periscope follower. And I'm not going to go down the fucking line. All that really matters is I'm 25th out of 32. That is abysmal. Um... I have seven of the Sweet 16 in my bracket still going. So I still have a chance to make a big push and a comeback because they show who has the uh, most possible points, meaning that even if you're like way lower right now, you can stack up more points in people ahead of you because they've gotten a bunch of their wins in single games, but they've had some bracket busters that fuck up the, the later portions of the uh, tournament. So uh, I still have my champion intact and, like, what, three out of the final four, I think? Um, Actually, only two of the final four. Um, yeah, I had Alabama, Marquette, Houston, and Kansas. We could go down all these fucking scores. Purdue lost to a one, uh, a one seed, losing to a 16 seed. Um... A bunch of fucking upsets. Only two number one seeds are left. Who cares? It's too much to fucking talk about. I actually did like 25 brackets, though, because ESPN lets you do an absurd amount. And uh, a couple of the brackets would have been in first place in the group. But, you know, I think like my fifth worst bracket is the one that's in the fucking group. And that's about it. Um, I'll be back next week to uh, update where we're at the final four will be set you know i i thought about being a bitter sore loser and just not watching anymore after arizona got humiliated but you know what fuck that it's still enjoyable i set up this whole tournament challenge to really be on top of things and i'll I'll continue to watch a little bit at the very least check the scores and look at the uh standings in the, the bracket challenge and i guess during the uh 
Gonzaga TCU game, which Gonzaga won. They were a four and a half point favorites. And TCU hit a three pointer at the buzzer, which made it a three point difference. And people lost a fuck ton of money. Maybe some people won money with that shot too, but there's a bunch of videos of people losing their fucking mind because they covered. They were up six, and then with a useless, pointless shot, it was a three point win. So a bunch of people got fucked over. Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention last week that I didn't even know about. I was out of the loop. So Brandon Miller of the Alabama Crimson Tide is like in some hot shit for delivering a gun that resulted in a murder. Back in January, he at like 2.30 in the morning delivered a gun to another dude who ended up shooting and killing some 24-year-old pregnant woman, something like that. I could pull up the articles, but I have too much on this fucking list to go deep. Look into it. Um, a bunch of people are protesting the fact that he's still playing. And, you know, I get that. That's pretty fucking ridiculous. Talking about being entitled and above the fucking law, especially in Alabama, where, you know, in this order, it's like Alabama athletics, especially football, God, and then, you know, what actually is right. You know, football god and then you know what actually you shouldn't do as a fucking moral human being you can murder rape and pillage as long as it as long as you're a person that's like doing it for the best interest of alabama athletics you know and you can get away with a bunch of other shicey shit if you're a man of god in the community or whatever or whatever the fuck i'm trying to say all i know is that he should not be playing when it's an open and shut that he literally delivered the, the murder weapon and he's still playing best player, fucking first team All-American. You know, pretty fucking crazy. All right, so we, we talked basketball. Oh, John ja Morant from, you know, a couple episodes back trying to be a thug for some fucking reason, thinking that it's cool, you know, to have all the money in the world and be one of the best players in basketball and then start to then become a thug. Dude's not even from like a tough background like that and then thinks now at 24, whatever the fuck he is, it's time to start acting that way when you have all the money in the world. He's an idiot. He's suspended for like eight games. I think he's already served like five of them or four. I Who, who gives a shit? That whole team is falling apart. The Grizzlies getting into trouble. Dylan Brooks kicked a cameraman or some shit and clear or pushed him. Did no damage, but the guy is pretending like he's injured, which I sure as fuck would do the same thing. Just like when Dennis Rodman kicked that cameraman and he went away on a stretcher. It was the lamest shit I'd ever seen, but you know what? That's what you get. Mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns are trash. Uh, even if Durant comes back, I don't even know what to say anymore. They're expecting this guy that's coming back from injury again with the team he's played three games with, is just it's all going to fall into place in the playoffs? I don't fucking know. He is that damn good, I guess, but we'll we'll see. They're going to play the fucking the Kings or the Clippers in the first round. And, uh, you know, maybe Durant will go nutso and average 40, and they'll go all the way to the fucking, you know, title. Who the hell knows? Um, Let's talk a little MMA. And then I'll be done with this fucking segment. There's other shit on here that I don't care about. UFC 286 in London. It was on early, and it didn't disrupt my day as much as I thought it was going to. 
watched most of the main card. Um, I'll just talk about a couple of the fights. Justin Gaethje, as I say, Gaethje, Gaethje, Gaethje. That sounds like a new fucking pronoun or some form of identity that's going to pop up here soon on TikTok and amongst the woke. I identify as a gay she, even though I'm a 300 pound, six foot four inch man. Um, anyway, I'm friends with his, his cousin, by the way. Tucson comedian Roberto Rodriguez. I say Tucson lightly because he's been living in LA for like 20 fucking years. He started doing stand up way, way before me. I, I started in 2011. He started in like 2000, I would say. Um, He's cousins with Justin, though, and they, you know, for years now, he posts all these crazy Facebook updates about the family has a watch party. They're all ready to root him on. Uh, yeah, he's he's half Mexican. <laughs> Even though he looks white as fuck. Justin Gaethje, I'm talking about. Um, he won his fight in a pretty, I wouldn't say he dominated, but he kind of did, though, because based on damage, homeboy's face was... All kinds of fucked up, and Justin looked straight. Main event, uh, Leon Edwards versus Kamara Usman. I sort of thought Kamara won, but looking back, it could have gone either way. I, I mean, it was there was a point deduction, which made me think it was either a draw or Usman took it because he was... Uh, Edwards was grabbing on the fucking fence, and, you know, they deducted a point. Yada, yada. I feel like the right decision was made to, to keep Edwards the champ because there's that unwritten rule that you got to take the belt from the champ. You either got to dominate or stop them outright, whether it's, you know, what whatever kind of stoppage it takes, knock out, choke them out or whatever. He didn't do that. It went to the fucking judges. And in London, he's the champ, Edwards. I mean, he's at home with the belt, and it was a close fight. The, the champ always gets the nod in that regard. If that fight had taken place in the United States, and Usman was the champ, and it was an identical fight, you could say Usman won. That's just the way it goes. you got to take the fucking belt from the champ. Most of the time, that's the way it goes. So, Edwards wins. Uh, they're saying he's fighting Colby Covington next. Who cares? Covington posted this weird video. He does these absolutely cringe videos where he's like, good morning, virgins and nerds or whatever. And he stands, you know, doing some DraftKings promotion with a, you know, $33,000 watch and chicks in bikinis all around him. He had this really strange looking girl with him in London because he weighed in as the backup fighter and he was, he was over there for the fight. And there was just like, she looked, I mean, I wouldn't call her ugly. She was just really strange looking and she looked about 12 years old. So everyone was just roasting him for like, there's no hot women in London. You got a fucking middle schooler. Uh, blink if you're in any trouble. And yeah, I don't even know why I brought that up. It wasn't even on the fucking list. That's how off the rails I am right now. There was something in the NHL where some goalie refuses to wear the LGBTQRS fucking f- pride flag on his jersey because he's a man of Jesus Christ. And I was just bored to death with it. I put it in my phone. Good for him if that's what he wants to do. Why should he have to support something that he doesn't fucking believe in and it goes against his convictions and his religion? Who gives a shit? It shouldn't even be in the goddamn news. Nope. And that is it for sports. Let's let's keep this one tight, you know? And let's talk a little bit of stand-up comedy. That's not funny. 
This uh. is comedy night and you are not funny. You're right. I'm telling you, you are not funny. All right, a little bit more to talk about. This week, uh, I'm actually going to attempt to do three open mics tonight because I have that itch again, like I said last week. I got to start being more active, even if it is just doing, you know, four or five minutes at these open mics, compiling a bunch, telling some new jokes and just, you know, trying to get a groove going again. This past week was fun, though. Um, I headlined two shows. I say that, you know, in in the sense of I went last and did the most time and, you know, was billed as the headliner. But it was really small shows. Um, The first show was me just doing mostly new jokes and riffing because it was such a light audience. But I felt great about it, though. Um, At the Axis on Wednesday... And then the next day was the, was the lightning day I was talking about uh, at the lawn. Did like 30 minutes each show, you know, not like real headliner time. Like I said, trying new jokes, fucking around a lot, and just felt good. Um, getting big laughs. Um, then I did the Creek and Cave open mic Sunday. Felt good about that set, too. You know, that was only four minutes, but my fucking COVID joke is finally hitting. The vaccine joke about people who think it's impossible to die from COVID. I talked about it on here, and then, you know, I don't need to tell the fucking joke, but it's been hitting. And it's not necessarily new. It's been something I've been just, like, telling on and off for a few months, but I've been telling it different lately, and I've stop telling it for a while so it feels new and the fact that it's hitting the way it is it feels good it's like oh i got a new a new banger to um start telling in some of these longer more important sets um i guess we'll talk a little more comedy mothership they've been doing kill tony there a bunch uh they did a sunday and monday i'm not crazy about the new uh system i'm not here to complain either it is what it is but Everyone has to stand outside in the alley now because just so many fucking comedians show up and the place isn't big enough to have all the comics plus the sold-out audience. And I just don't like walking blindly into something. Let's say I do continue to sign up and get picked. You're standing in an alley and they just rush you in. They metal detect you really quickly with the wand. They pat you down and then they rush you in. You have no idea who the guest is. You have no idea what's been said. You have no feel or vibe of the night. Is it weird tonight? Did someone make this reference that you might make because you see what they saw too? You get caught off guard when you fucking walk on the stage and Alex Jones is sitting there or, you know, someone you never expected. I don't know. I just like to know what the fuck is going on. And apparently Dave Chappelle was there last week. Um... That might fuck with me. You know, I don't really get starstruck. And especially if I know who it is, it's whatever you know what you're walking into. But if you just get rushed to the back and you turn and Dave Chappelle is two feet from you, that might throw you off. Maybe not. I'm just thinking that's something that would be better if you knew it was going to happen, though. Uh, not the biggest deal in the world, but the uh, the time consumption of since now it's way crazier here at the mother at the uh, at the mothership. Instead of 120 comedians showing up, 220 are showing up. So now, before I could sign up and then leave, do a couple deliveries, go hang it at the creek, do, you know, whatever else I had to do. Now it's just like, 
you're there up until the show starts. You're basically in line signing up. And there's also the open mic in the smaller room that takes a while to sign up. That sign up is at 5.30. That one is kind of quick and painless, though, because you sign up and then they they um, blast the list of the 16 that get chosen at 6.30 on Instagram and in front of the club. So you can know then, all right, I didn't get on. I can move on with myself. So if I show up at you know, 4.45 to stand in line for that and then stand in line for Kill Tony and then stay for Kill Tony. We're talking upwards of like five, five and a half hours of my time to stand around to like most likely not get on at all. I'm I'm too fatigued and I, I don't make enough money. Like that's all delivery time or going and getting stage time somewhere else. So I don't know how often I'm going to do that. I'm going to continue to sign up for the open mic and then see if I get on and then take a big break from Kill Tony. It's just... It's too draining. Um, also, this club is so insanely successful right now that they post the shows like, you know, two days before they're going to happen. Like two days before Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then there's two shows each of those nights. They all sell out in a matter of minutes. It's hilarious seeing on fucking Instagram these fucking retards that don't know anything thinking it's going to fail. And then even, like, these right-winged losers are just like, why would he open it in Austin? That's commie city. All of the woke liberals are going to run the business out. No one's going to show up. Meanwhile, literally, it sells out in 30 seconds for the next nine fucking months. And these idiots with no connection to reality are saying that he's going to fail because it's in Austin. People couldn't be more fucking retarded. Um... Yeah, what else do I have coming up? I have the uh, Corky's. I'm headlining Corky's in Temple, Texas. 45-minute set. I'll get it recorded. I last headlined that room fucking a year ago um, when the headliner fell out. And uh, I did it one other time since then. I did like a feature set. I did 25 minutes. It's a fun room. I'm excited to get up there and just be able to breathe, stretch my legs, you know, hit him with the the tried and true plus the new and upcoming jokes that are hitting. It should be fun. I thought I had more to talk about on here, as far as comedy goes. Yeah, hope hoping I get on the uh, open mic at the mothership here soon. I'm gonna try this new open mic tonight at some. It's saying it's a comedy club called Roscoe's. Is it Roscoe's? I don't know what the fuck it's called. It's it's a new place. Um, I'm going to try to do that, Tiniest Bar, and then Anderson Mill. All while doing deliveries in between and somehow making it to the gym and finishing this fucking podcast. I'm in over my head. Uh, That's it for stand-up comedy. So it's time to move forward. But first, you know it and I know it. That I'm thirstier than an open mic comedian in Austin, Texas, standing in line for the open mic and kill Tony at the Comedy Mothership. So I've reached for a bubbly bounce, caffeinated sparkling water, triple berry, flavor with other natural flavors. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Oh, oh yeah. Early enough in the day to go for the caffeine version of this baby. 
I'm sure I've reviewed this like seven times on here. I had a bunch of other ones in the fridge, but it's just all flavors that I've reviewed 50 fucking times. This is hitting the spot, though. Let's give it another go. Yep. Like I said before, these are never going to be as good as the straight up ones. It lacks the full flavorful punch. But I will give it a 7.4 out of 10. Right now, this one is extra cold. It just It's working right now. I'm vibing with it. It's like an Eddie Jones on the Los Angeles Lakers circa 1997. You know, it might even start. If not, it's the best dude off the bench. So that is that. Let's plow into the uh, twit casting TV show and movie review portion. All right, jam-packed with movies. I did a movie every fucking night this week. Over over the past week, I should say. Uh, I'm also trying to stream on something called Kick. Shout out to Irina. Um, she's been on this podcast a couple of times. I'm sure you remember her. She told me I should start streaming on Kick. And initially, I was just like, what the... Uh, messaging app for like teenagers to send each other sexual pictures she's like no you fucking dummy it's like twitch but it's still in like the beta stages and i talked about this on here a couple weeks ago i finally made an account but my dumbass fucking put typos in my email twice so i don't get the name ali usa 86 which is my name on everything now or ali usa so i put in my email and the first one I put like at Gmail with two L's by accident, but it still registered it. And I have no way to retrieve that fucking name now or the email because it doesn't fucking exist. So it's like username is already taken. AliUSA86, done. Then I was like, all right, just AliUSA works. I did another stupid typo where I don't know if I put like a J or something fucked up and I wasn't getting the email and I checked and I did it again. So now it's just Ali Musa. Kick.com, K-I-C-K. Um, I was testing it the other night, and it's hard to work it through Streamlabs, but I think I'll figure it out. And it's a new and upcoming platform. So get on it Well, it's, you know, first starting up, and then maybe once it explodes, you can be one of the early adapters and actually build a crowd and audience and following and all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, let's just go down the line. Of these fucking movies. Um, I guess I'll open it up with this. This should be the main event talking point of this portion. But we've been watching these movies by a brilliant, masterful filmmaker by the name of Neil Breen. Google him right now. If you thought Tommy Wiseau, the, the uh, guy who made The Room, or some of these other historically horrific filmmakers... We're good at being bad. You ain't seen shit. This guy is the motherfucking goat of being unintentionally hilarious. At first, it was so bad that I was like, he's doing this on purpose. This is on some Sharknado, Birdemic bullshit where they're trying so hard to be silly and stupid and bad 
that it's just cringe and it's just like, okay. But this guy is apparently dead fucking serious. So he's developed and built like a cult following of people that love his work because it's so mind-numbingly bad. Like, it, I can't even explain what these movies are about. The Like, the level of direction and coherence is just so non-existent. It's just... So we watched a movie called Fateful Findings from 2012. And um, all I know is I almost shit my pants. I laughed so hard. One scene in particular nearly killed me. And I'm not even going to try to explain the plots of these. The best way to put it is like the, the, the most vague, just like no explanation, like plot. Like, this dude is trying to uh, uncover government corruption and corporate greed. And he just says shit like that, but they never say exactly what the fuck is going on or what people are doing to be considered greedy or corrupted and all this shit. Also, if you look him up, it just says he's from the United States. Like, his own information on the internet is as vague as his plots and execution of his movies. Just the United States. Not like he was born in the 1600s. Like, he's literally 64 years old. Like, you can't figure out where the fuck this dude is from. Uh. And on, like, a movie standpoint, as far as, like, a, a, like, really making a good film, it's, like, you know, as low as possible. Like, it's literally, like, a .02 out of 10. But it's a 9 out of 10 funny. So I gave Fateful Findings a six and a half out of ten. That sounds crazy. If you just go do yourself a favor and watch the trailers. Just do that. Type in Fateful Findings at Neil Breen YouTube. Watch the fucking trailer. Uh, then we watched another one called Twisted Pair from 2018. And this one was even worse. And there was a standalone scene that nearly killed me. It was one of those times where you laugh so fucking hard and it keeps getting funnier. And you're trying to catch your breath, so eventually, like, your heart stops, and you're just on the floor, just flailing around with no sound coming out of your face. And you're just choking and just trying to breathe. That happened. The special effects are fucking ridiculous. He's, like, some superhero, and he's just, like... Think about, like, how Mega Man jumps in Nintendo. It's him jumping around. And this guy's, like, 60 years old, too. He looks like a, a cross between Butthead and Doug Stanhope. And, um, yeah, there's nothing I can really say about the plot because it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Nope. There's times where he's using green screens for, like, no fucking necessary reason at all. It's just, like, him walking outside in no, like, amazing environment where it's just, like, he's walking on the fucking moon or in the jungle. He's just, like, outside on the street, but it's clearly... Him walking in front of a green screen or, or some shit. Uh, unbelievably bad, but hilarious. And the it almost feels like the, the as much as I've said that it's, it's him being serious, you have to be a, just a new level of brain damaged and stupid to act as bad as some of these actors do. Like, the way they say things is like, you can't tell if they're asking a question or making a statement. And they just yell when they fucking read their lines and are doing the dialogue and talking to each other. It is goddamn hilarious. So yeah, look up Neil Breen. He's a goddamn national treasure. The second movie was filmed in a community college too. And we kept like, why, why is he in a school right now? And I looked it up. He was at like Henderson Community College. 
or it was Nevada Community College in Henderson, Nevada. There's not, an, I can't say any more about it. It'll take too fucking long. All right. Then for St. Patrick's Day, we watched Leprechaun 2 because we had watched all the Leprechauns, you know, a couple years ago. And I don't remember watching the second one. We watched like the new one. There's like two new ones. And then we watched the original and then Leprechaun in the Hood, Space, all that shit. I had seen two before. This is another movie that's terrible, but there's something so 90s and so charming about it that I also gave it a six and a half. Oh, did I even rate Twisted Pair? I gave Twisted Pair another six and a half as well. Three six and a halfs in a fucking row. Um, because those ones were so fucking horrendous, but so funny that it just balances out that way. But yeah, Le- Leprechaun 2 from 1994 is something about it. It's not a good movie, but uh, something like if you're into 90s, if you're into just silly nonsense, it's it's a fun watch. I guess I'm just going to give out scores with no real context here. We watched a movie called Siege from 2023. The only thing I can say about this movie, it was like if Ron Perlman fucked Scott Steiner from WCW and they became this stiff, no personality action hero on roids. And the one thing I can give this movie, it's, it's like the most cringe action movie where it's just like trying to be Universal Soldier trying to be John Wick, trying like it just has no real personality or identity. Uh it's just trying to be so many things, but the action never stops. That's the one that's the one uh positive about it. There's no just dialogue for way too fucking long as I sit in a bar and talk about their plot. It's just constant throwing people through walls, getting shot in the fucking head, car accidents, it just it never ends. And for that, I gave it a five. I'm just being being real generous this week. It's probably a, a two or a three for how cliche and stupid it is, but I gave it a a five. Then we watched something called Incarnate from 2016. I it, it was one of those disaster nights where nothing was working or playing, and I just clicked it on Netflix. It fucking sucked. I gave it a four and a half. Um, we watched Grave Secrets from 1989. Um, another movie that I don't need to spend too much time talking about. I gave it a 3.9. It's been the worst of the bunch so far. It bored me half to fucking death. I found it on YouTube. Um, I've been doing this thing where I type in rare 80s horror films and I look at these lists and I've seen most of them or some I can't find no matter how hard I try. I found this one on YouTube. It sucked ass. This sucks more than anything that has ever sucked before. The Demons of Ludlow from 1983. This movie was so fucking bad, and they compared it to The Fog from 1980. And, I mean, I guess, because instead of, like, undead pirates, there's, like, undead ghost pilgrims that show up. And there was one scene that made me laugh so fucking hard that the movie, I was ready to give it a 2, and I ended up giving it a 4.9 because of one scene where there's some woman in in bed, and she's woken up in the middle of the night by these ghost pilgrims and they start throwing rocks at her. And the first rock just hits her right in the in the forehead. And she just like falls back over and goes like, oh. And I nearly shit my pants laughing. Uh, stoning her to death in bed. And the rocks were clearly rubber. They were bouncing off her head like racquetballs. It was so fucking funny. Demons of Ludlow. 4.9. 
And I got through those way faster than I should have, but that's good, so I can wrap this fucker up. Oh, we also watched a little bit more. Thousand Pound Sisters. Uh, Tammy just got her surgery. I won't give too many spoiler alerts because we're in the heart of the new season being aired right now. There's, I think we're like two episodes behind the current timeline of the new episodes being released. I say some of the most heinous, mean, you know... Cr- cruel things that you could think of watch watch my stream uh twitcast all the usa 86 if you want to hear me go to hell in real time you fat bitch and that's it so go to jack in the box order some jalapeno poppers lay in the middle of the interstate because it's time to turn it off now please stop it stop it now turn it off turn it off stop it all right let's keep this short and sweet like last week what did i do like 25 minutes that's a nice number this 35 40 minute shit just takes too many years off my life so let's get into the old president malto meal trump can spew a lot of garbage but i can spit fire a summon i'm gonna make you a summon i'm gonna what i gotta do to get it to me you will suffer human innovative and i made a rebel so they anything you say speak a saying off of me i don't give a state of more than never demonstrating how to give a mother let's start off with this on saint patrick's day president malto meal was joking he's really not irish because he's sober and doesn't have relatives in jail let's listen to it when uh when i went over to ireland I, it, was, it was a it was a great a great experience. I'd been to Ireland many times, but not to actually look up to find my actual family members. And there were so many, and they actually weren't in jail. They were all, <laughs> but all kidding aside, I met the Bluets and the Finnegans and all of the folks who were we were related to. Spent six days there, and uh, one of the things that and the and the, and the Finnegans were from County Louth. And there's still, if you go to County Louth, there's still a place called Finnegan's Pub, which is, uh, Reverend, it's related to my my family. Now, I'm the only Irish we've ever met, though, that's never had a drink, so I'm okay. <laughs> I'm really not Irish. I mean. Well, that was a big fucking waste of time. I really need to start listening to these fucking things before I play them on the podcast, because I don't even give a shit about anything he said right there. Like, he spoke somewhat coherently considering who we're dealing with and he didn't say anything that negative or dumb so i don't know why the fuck i played that for you guys uh but let's hear him talk about how he wants to free unjustly detained americans all over the world but doesn't make a fucking peep about the january 6th people that are still locked up for now proven to be basically nothing for the most part anywhere in the world know that you are not forgotten and we will not try stop trying to get you home returning wrongfully detained and people held hostage and particularly americans and their families is a top priority for this administration and i'm very glad to say that just today an american aid work and it just cuts off right there uh what the fuck do you even say to that you know the hypocrisy is so mind-numbingly idiotic that I don't even know what to fucking say. Like I said, I'm kind of over this portion of the podcast today anyway, so I'm going to try not to fucking stab myself in the fucking face with the litter box pooper scooper right now and just move on to something else that's probably going to piss me off even more. Something about 
Chinese world order, Biden paid by China. We all fucking know. There's no reason to even read this or play a fucking clip. It's dead fucking obvious. Let's talk about his crackhead son, who's now suing the laptop repair shop. All right, here we go. Hunter hits back. Is that when he punches a fucking hooker for smoking the rest of his crack residue? Anyway, Hunter hits back. President's son sues laptop repairman for invasion of privacy and claims he had no right to share the hard drive as investigation into first family heats up. Hunter Biden has sued the owner of the Wilmington Computer Repair Store for invasion of privacy after he turned over the contents of Biden's laptop to allies of former President Donald Trump. John Paul Mac Isaac had previously sued Biden, but in a counterclaim filed Friday morning in U.S. District Court in Delaware. Lawyers for the first son said the shopkeeper had no legal right to copy and distribute private information. I'm sorry, if you're documenting and recording yourself doing all of that degenerate shit, once it gets out, that's on you. I don't give a fuck. Lawyers for Hunter Biden's request, plus a lot of what he's doing is fucking illegal. And, you know, that's the tip of the iceberg. It's the drugs and the fucking hookers, all the other fucking money meddling and illegal fucking payments and shit. Lawyers for Hunter Biden requested a jury trial to determine damages and asked that Matt Isaac return any data belonging to President Joe Biden's son. As a result of Matt Isaac's unlawful agreement and his conspiracy with others, Mr. Biden's personal data was made available to third parties and then ultimately to the public at large, which is highly offensive, causing harm to Mr. Biden and his reputation. The suit said the object of invading Mr. Biden's privacy and disseminating his data was not for any legitimate purpose but to cause harm and embarrassment to Mr. Biden. The suit comes after Mac Isaac sued Biden last year, charging that he had been defamed by the first son's claims that the repair shop owner had illegally accessed his data. And that's all I'm going to fucking read. There's a lot more. You get what's coming to you when you document that much. You can be a degenerate crackhead and accept illegal money from everyone underneath the fucking sun, but the fact you're recording it, it just... Anything that happens after that is on you. So, fuck them. Let's move on to something that actually matters. Let's move on to uh, former President Eric Cartman, who's in the news trending because he said he was going to be arrested today, and now he isn't arrested. But it's a big old shit show. Trump says he will be arrested by Soros-backed DA calls for supporters to protest. And then all these fucking dummies were saying that he was calling for people to riot and calling terrorists to go violently riot in the fucking streets and shit that dumb fucking bulldog looking bitch maxine waters who constantly cheers on antifa and other fucking uh, woke left-wing fucking rioters and lunatics but trump says to protest and now he's the fucking terrorist i don't fucking know or care let's read this fucking article Trump looking like a shriveled prune in this fucking photo. Former President Donald Trump announced Saturday that he expects to be arrested by a Soros-backed New York district attorney next week and called upon his supporters to protest the political witch hunt. Illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political Manhattan district attorney's office, which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leader is funded by George Soros, indicate with no crime being able to be proven and based on an old, fully debunked, by numerous other prosecutors. Fairy tale 
the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Trump posted on Truth Social, in all caps, by the way, too. So you really know he means business. That news came after Fox News reported Friday that Trump would likely be arrested next week, claiming numerous law enforcement agencies held a meeting to prepare for a possible Trump indictment. It's unclear exactly what the charges Democrat Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Briggs will bring related to the case between Trump and porn star Stormy Daniels. So they're still on this shit. This is how fucking desperate they are. The investigation also involves Trump's former personal attorney, Michael Cohen, who has claimed he was pressured to make a $130,000 hush money payment on behalf of the former president to Daniels ahead of the 2016 presidential election. The indictment would involve a very public media display of Trump getting fingerprinted and perp-walked across, uh, according to reports. And I've been seeing that there's like a statute of limitations, so it's notwithstanding anyway, and it's just a big old waste of fucking time. And I guess Trump had a lot to say about it. Um, Here's a clip. This is kind of a throwback. He made me laugh a little bit for the first time in like two years. Four horrible, radical left Democrat investigations of your all-time favorite president, me, is just a continuation of the most disgusting witch hunt in the history of our country. It's gone on forever with Russia, 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 and Ukraine, 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 and the Mueller hoax. It's an absolute disgrace what's going on. They even spied on my campaign. And remember this, with all of the work that they did on Mueller, no collusion. That's what the answer was, was all no collusion. Whether it's the Mar-a-Lago raid or the unselect committee hoax, the perfect Georgia phone call, it was absolutely perfect, or the stormy horse-faced Daniels extortion plot, they're all sick and it's fake news. Our enemies are desperate to stop us because they know that we are the only ones who can stop them, and they know it very strongly. And they're looking at the polls where, not me, but we are up by so much. They can't even believe it. We won twice, and now we've got to win a third time. They know that we can defeat them. They know that we All right, and them. you fucking get it, you know. A lot to unpack there, so I'm not going to. You heard it. Do what you want with that information. Uh, there's a lot of truth to what he's saying. He's obviously... in egotistical lunatic uh, where narcissism doesn't even begin to describe the man but if he's right he's right and they're coming after him again over made up bullshit in my opinion so it is what it is it is what it is and everyone's saying it's going to help him Chris Rock said it's going to help him who cares what he really has to say but I agree here's Elon Musk if this happens Trump Trump will be reelected in a landslide victory that's if they fucking allow it. And I've never really talked election fraud in depth on here, but we all know it's not completely fair. Both sides are are, are fucking around, but who, who do you think's fucking around more? The people that run the fucking media and have this narrative and lie to us uh, every fucking breath or the person that wants to stop the... The, the lunacy as far as the war machine is concerned. Like I feel like as dumb as Trump is, he's he's a genuine when it comes to at least turning the, the goddamn ship around as far as 
the the country falling apart from a monetary standpoint and spending reckless money in this fucking war. It really is a disgrace. Like I said, I'm not a mega fan by any stretch of the imagination. I just want my life uninterrupted and to be left the fucking alone to be able to make money and do what the fuck I want. Yep. And he seems to be the person that would allow that to be the case, most likely. Whatever, fuck them, arrest them, who gives a fuck, let's move on. I'm already tired of this podcast at this point. I guess Putin is set to be arrested too. Arrest them all. How about that? There was an article for that, and now I'm not reading it. Nope. And some doom and gloom former Goldman Sachs analyst says 35% of mankind will not survive World War III. Oh my god! And it's mostly just a video, so yeah, just... I don't know. I think that's kind of low. I was thinking like 85% won't survive World War III. If it's as bad as they want you to think it's going to be. Yeah, 35% of us are going to be dead by the end of this. Uh, I want you to think about that deeply tonight as you're laying down to go to sleep. What? There's a proposed thing here in uh, San Francisco. Uh, $5 million reparations for every black person. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? The level of stupidity and no chance in hell of happening that that is is beyond anything I I can even speak into existence. So I'm just going to skip over it before I literally bite my phone in half. Let's talk more about the financial collapse of this country. Silicon Bank received 73 or gave 73 million dollars to BLM. No way. And I was just interrupted by one of the maintenance people or the people that work in and on these apartments. Uh, my neighbor is being evicted right now, and they're knocking on my door asking if he's still around because he was supposed to be gone by Saturday. So that's fun, exciting news. Back to the stupid fucking story I don't care about. I also realized I was calling them Silicone Valley, maybe because I hadn't eaten in a hundred fucking hours, but yeah, Silicon Valley Bank. Of course, they're a bunch of woke idiots that hire based on your sexual preference and, you know, the color of your skin. So when everything goes upside down, they're like, who would have who saw this coming? Uh. Who cares? Oh, there's this as well. Nearly half of climate change companies in the U.S. banked with failed SVB. Half of the companies in the U.S. devoted to climate change and biotech banked with the now-failed Silicon Valley Bank, leaving many of those companies looking for financial backers willing to take on the risk. As San Francisco Bay Public Radio Station KQED reports, many of those companies received funding from SVB because other banks were less willing to fund investments that had lower chances of providing a return. And I'm fucking bored with it. It just makes sense that some failing piece of shit woke bank would be involved in a lie like that as well. Yep. All right. What else do I have on here? Oh, Sam Harris, uh, another one of our favorite retards, says conservatives should not have opinions on Ukraine vaccine climate change. Leftist thinker Sam Harris declared last week that conservatives should not be allowed to voice their opinion on issues such as War in Ukraine, climate change, or vaccine safety. Making the remarks on a podcast, Harris Harris's argument is that conservative commenters are making a living out of not caring and thus should not be allowed to influence anyone else's opinion. 
we're swimming in a sea of misinformation where you've got people who are moving the opinions of millions of others who should not have an opinion on these topics, Harris, Harris proclaimed. He continued, there's no scenario in which you should be getting your opinion about vaccine safety or climate change or war in Ukraine or anything else that we might want to talk about from Candace Owens, right? She's not rele- she's not a relevant expert on any of those topics. And what's, and what's more, she doesn't seem to care, right? Harris continued adding, and she's living in a culture that has amplified that not caring into a business model. An effective business model, right? That is something very Trumpian about all that. I'll shut the fuck up. There's a clip, too, that I'm not going to play because I don't feel like fainting right now from becoming lightheaded from the idiocy that I'm taking on right now. Um, what else? I'm almost ready for the final portion of this motherfucker. There's supposedly Russian and Chinese talks of peace going on. Cool. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. How's that something you even see anyway? I'm sitting on my fat ass in Austin, Texas, recording this fucking podcast with no real worries, to be honest, as far as what directly impacts me in real time. We we just watch the fucking news and go, oh my God. Not saying it's not serious, though. All right, let's go into the randomized news real fast, and then we'll close this baby out with the uh, final portion that we all love and care about. Amanda Bynes has been running the streets naked and was checked into a mental institution or something. Okay, uh, Amanda Bynes placed on psychiatric hold after roaming streets naked. Hey, baby. (laughs) What are you doing? Amanda Bynes has been placed on psychiatric hold after she was found roaming the streets naked and alone. Isn't that the name of a new uh, reality show, Naked and Alone? An eyewitness tells us Bynes was seen walking near downtown Los Angeles early Sunday morning without any clothes. We're told Bynes waved the car down, telling the driver she was coming down from a psychotic episode. Amanda herself then dialed 911. Our law enforcement sources say Bynes was taken to a nearby police station where a mental health team determined she needed to be placed on a 5150 psych hold Fortunately, our stories say it doesn't appear Bynes was hurt during, hurt at all during the ordeal, though things could have been much worse given the area where she was found. Sounds like she might have fit in. She's on skid row. They're just like, hi, Amanda. You're going to get me back for those Percocet 30 milligrams I fronted you for? A source close to Amanda tells us she's currently hospitalized and will likely continue to receive care for several days. Typically, a psychiatric hold only lasts 72 hours, but it can be extended. Well, I'm just waiting for Lindsay Lohan to fall off the wagon again. Or is it on the wagon or off the wagon? Who gives a fuck? I'm just saying she's overdue. Amanda Bynes. I'll remember her from all that. The Amanda Show. She was on some sitcom, too. Well, hopefully you get the help that she fucking needs. Um, what else on here? There's something about RuPaul comparing drag queens to Marines that pissed off a bunch of fat conservatives. I couldn't give a fuck less. Maybe he has a good point. Kidding, but uh, who cares? Let's just talk about the uh, trust the science portion. Yes, science. All right, more disasters. Uh Minnesota nuke plant admits to 400,000 gallon leak of radioactive water. 
No way. Minnesotans are wondering why state regulators waited months to inform the public that hundreds of thousands of gallons of radioactive water leaked from Xcel Energy's Montecito nuclear power plant. Minnesota Department of Health released a statement Thursday about Xcel's efforts to clean up 400,000 gallons of water containing tritium that leaked from the water pipe running between two buildings at its plant. Xcel first reported the leak to Minnesota Duty Officer and Nuclear Regulatory Commission in November, but the spill was only made public this week. We're going to see a bunch of kids growing with fucking three heads and, you know, five noses here pretty fucking quickly. Local officials said the leak poses no health and safety risk. Oh, fuck off. That's what they always say. I keep hitting my fucking headphones on this stupid microphone stand. Um, it says it poses no real threat. That's the end of the fucking article. Yeah, the EPA that lies about everything. Just like in Palestine, Ohio, everyone's fine, even though the dude is talking like this. I don't know. Every morning I wake up and I can't even breathe. I mean, I used to I used to sound like Randy Travis when I talked, and now this is how I sound. It's a fucking nightmare, man. Help me. And then, like Dr. Proctor said, once you're bedridden, it's game over. What else? Oh, there's a video of a meteorologist collapsing on air, and, you know... I think it's ironic because clearly that's climate change. You know, it's the uh, racist weather, you know, just wreaking havoc on everybody. It has nothing to do with any potential medical issue or uh, vaccination she potentially took. You know, none of that is, is connected to that whatsoever. And, you know, maybe it really isn't. You know, everyone collapses now and it's just all of a sudden everything... Like I said, someone could get shot in the head and somehow it's Pfizer's fault. Um, let's look at this. Anthony Fraudshi was going fucking door to door. Where was this at? Okay, here he is walking around Washington, D.C. trying to c- convince people to get the vaccine. Incredible footage going viral on social media shows residents of Washington, D.C. explaining to... NIAID director Dr. Anthony Fraudshi and Mayor Muriel Bowser, they're not taking COVID jabs because they don't work as advertised. In a video clip from a PBS documentary on the former Biden COVID advisor's exploits, Fraudshi and Bowser argue with informed D.C. residents who followed the science and decided not to get the ineffective experimental mRNA injections. And take a listen to this dude uh, telling them like it is. People in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. It takes years to... Well, it, it used to take years. Okay, it used to. You know how you know how many years were invested in this in this approach? About twenty years of science. Yes. How many people have died from COVID nineteen in the United States? Six hundred thousand Americans. Well, you, well, that well the, the number that you all giving that died. That's that's once again. That's you all's number. You gonna pass? Yeah, definitely. Because right. when, when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. 
Shut the fuck up, bitch. Whoever that was, the mayor who looks like Keegan Michael Key uh, from Key and Peel looks identical to him. It was almost shocking. So, yeah, that dude's clearly informed. And it's not even, you don't have to be informed, just don't be stupid. Be skeptical of these fucking idiots that lie over and over and over again and all these fucked up issues that are happening with people that have been vaccinated who are all still getting COVID. Like, so that was a dude they went up to and their little door-to-door thing in D.C. trying to get people to get the vaccine. At this point, like, what do you, you're just an asshole at this fucking point if you're trying to get people vaccinated. I can understand at the fucking beginning of this whole vaccine thing how it seemed important, but after it's gone the way it's gone, there's so many layers to how it's unnecessary, and at this point especially. Mm-hmm. All right, I got to hurry this up. What else? Ex-CDC Chief Redfield. Gain-of-function research will cause next pandemic much more brutal than COVID. All right. This is dude looking like a colonist from 1727. Former Centers for Disease Control and Prevention CDC Director Robert Redfield. Didn't we talk about him last week? Warned that COVID, the COVID outbreak was just a dress rehearsal for a much deadlier pandemic that will be caused by gain-of-function research. I do believe the next pandemic, and we're going to have another pandemic, and I think it's going to be the great pandemic. I consider COVID a minor pandemic, the great pandemic going to come. How many times are you going to say fucking pandemic? Can you just say it at some fucking point? We know what you're talking about. And there's a video I don't care about. Perfect. I'm ready to end this shit. What else? Something about Greta Thunberg on here. Um, Where the hell is it? Fact checkers cover for all of Greta Thunberg's after she quietly deletes 2018 tweet predicting five-year doomsday scenario. How dare you? Here it is. Greta Thunberg deleted this tweet because it exposes her for being a fraud. Make sure the entire world sees it. And here's the tweet. A top climate scientist warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. (laughs) Back in June of 2018. Well, it's only March. Three months from now, she might get the last laugh. And there's a, who cares? I guess there's a bunch of more tweets. Whatever. Are we done? There was some admission that fluoride in water is detrimental to kids' health. Can't find that article either, so fuck it. Um, what is this here? This will be the last one, and then I can... Continue on with my fucking day. Oh, more President Shit Teeth or Malto Meal. Biden signs a bipartisan bill to declassify intel on COVID-19 origins. True international pressure. Joe Biden signed into law the Bipartisan COVID-19 Origin Act of 2023 on Monday to declassify all government intelligence related to the origins of COVID. The bill, also known as S-619, passed both chambers of Congress this month following comments by FBI Director Chris Wray and the former CDC Director Robert Redfield that COVID-19 most likely leaked from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Virology. 
I, th- I think we already covered this shit, though. The bill has been signed declassifying COVID origins. Information says he will declassify and share as much information as possible. Then they could doctor and lie about this fucking information, too. Information is possible consistent with my constitutional authority to protect against the disclosure of information that would harm national security. Biden put out a statement saying he will release as much information as possible except for information deemed harmful to national security, which means anything fucking important that tells you the real truth. China has condemned the legislation after Senator Josh Hawley put it forward last month. The move by the U.S. Congress just shows that the U.S. is going further and further down the wrong path of political manipulation. The so-called traceability report by the U.S. intelligence agency is an attempt to presume guilt on China, is an attempt to shift the blame from its own failure to fight the epidemic to China CCP official Li Jing. Oh, shut the hell up. And that's all the energy I have. There's some more things on this phone, but who cares? Um, follow me on Rumble, AliUSA86. Follow me on Twitch, AliUSA86. Kick Ali Musa. Just look me up. You know who I am. So until next time, kitties, stay safe, stay healthy, don't be a bitch, and stay up.